One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, and Andy Murray from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, pay per views, bloody premium live events. We have more roundtable discussions like this one, interviews, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick and Andy Murray. And, gents, we are gathered here today to predict the next winner of every AEW title. Sidge, let's start off in the most obvious place, the next AEW world champion. First of all, how long do you think Hangman Page holds on to the title for, and who is the man to take it off him? I certainly think he'll make it to revolution and past and beyond um, having defeated Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. I've said for the longest time, the play with Adam Cole long-term, considering he's just the best guy, one of the most over guys, is as a baby face. Mm -hmm. So you could easily beat him in a big match as a heel because he will force fans to disassociate from the heel character down the line. You can beat him in a big match easy. In terms of who wins it, I haven't settled on when, but it has to be MGF. Yes. He is an incredible heel. He is a constantly absorbing presence on AEW television. He's essentially one of the biggest needle movers ratings-wise. He's so smartly booked that you no one's anywhere near sick of watching him wrestle in the ring because he's um, booked as a premium in-ring attraction. He's proven time and time again, week-to-week storytelling, that he can sustain interest in incredibly long-term programs. If you look at every single program he's had in AEW this far, the shortest one by some stretch was Darby Allin. Um, Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and now the CM Punk rivalry, they're all taking mm. their sweet time to reach a destination. And I would say eight, nine times out of ten, every single week does something to entertain you, to pop you, and to hook you for next week, whether it's the reveal of an opponent, the reveal of a stipulation. He's a great TV star, severely underrated wrestler. He can do something that very few people can't and generate an earnest strain of heat. He's a star, and there will come a point where he'll have to back up this talk because he said for since AEW's inception, he's going to be the world, ti- yeah. world title holder. He's going to be the world champion. At some point, he kind of has to Double do nothing's it. after Revolution, isn't it? It is. Um, That's where I'd do it, because I've got MJF as well. Well, tell me why it would be uh, double or nothing. 
I just, I just, I literally, like you said, I think they're going to do Cole at Revolution. I think you're right. I think Adam Cole is going to be a world champion in AEW at some point. But you're right. It's probably going to be as a baby face. That's the direction they're probably heading in. Hangman Page deserves at least another big title win on pay-per-view. Uh, we've got the Lance Archer thing going on now, of course. So I just automatically went for the next big pay-per-view. I don't think you you switch the title onto MJF on anything other than a show that fans have to pay for, not even like a, you know, they do a lot of specials and what have you. I'd do it at the pay-per-view. Um, do you agree, Andy, MJF for you? Clean sweep? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I consider MJF for this, and I've had MJF fantasy booked in my head as the next AEW World Champion pretty much since, well, before Paige won the title. But Paige... MJF, sorry, factors into so many things out with the world title picture that I think you could comfortably go at least another year not exhausting his storyline options before pulling the trigger on him winning the world title. And I don't think Hangman's going to have it for a full year. I think he'll maybe have it for another pay-per-view arc mm-hmm. or maybe, or two or three or whatever. I think that the pathway for him for the next few months is beating Lance Archer and Adam Cole at Revolution. Like Sidgwick mm-hmm. said, they've really hit you over the head with the idea that Adam Cole's the number one guy and all of that. So that's going to play out for sure. I have two answers. Oh. I have a chaos answer and a serious answer. The chaos answer is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yes! Who signs his new AEW contract on the belt after winning it from Hangman Page. I don't seriously believe that. I just think Twitter would be a lot oh, of fun my if days. that happened. Yeah. Serious answer is that uh, Page defends it against Lance on TV or whatever, beach house shop, whatever fancy <laughs> show they're going to call it, uh, beats Cole at Revolution, beats whoever your next challenger is, maybe John Moxley at Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. gets to All Out and loses it to Brian Danielson. Why not make it a trilogy? If Danielson beats him for the title there, you can go back to it because technically in the rivalry, there'll be one and one and one. Yeah. Um, there's stuff you can do with Danielson and Omega, who will hopefully be back by then. And from like... A uh, basic standpoint as well. Brian Danielson's the best wrestler in the company. Do you want your main events to be the best matches on the pay-per-view? The best matches on the card? Yeah, yes, fair. you do. You get the best wrestler in the company. There he is. Kenny Omega's injured. That's I don't why he's not there. You know, talk about this for too much longer. Also, think it's very interesting that none of us have gone for CM Punk. Thought no. About Thought about it briefly. I mean, realistically, you don't want to divide the audience. We're talking about next <clears> title holder, not someone who could conceivably win the title at some point. Um, I just think you run the risk of dividing the audience in terms of doing Punk versus Hangman Page. And I fantasy booked pretty much the second that CM Punk walked into that company. He can do on a nationally televised stage the full heel straight edge gimmick as it was meant to be. And who better um, uh, protagonist to do that with than Hangman Page? Mm. However, certain less frivolous real-life events have unfolded mm-hmm. to the point where I really don't think it would be in particularly good taste to run yeah. an alcoholic storyline or something to that effect. If you've noticed, um, Hangman Page has really kind of um, taken that out of the out of the act. Um, so it would have to be face versus face if it was punk versus Hangman next. And I just feel like you want to get everyone behind your one guy for that period of time. Yeah. Splitting the audience seems senseless to me. And Punk potentially taking it from MJF two or three years from now is a yeah. great story from where we are now. Uh, let's move over to the women's title then, Andy. Who should bre- beat Britt Baker? Because it's it doesn't feel like... I mean, there is an obvious person, yeah. but at the same time... Right now, she's sort of clearing out the whole division, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Well, I think we've all got the same answer for this one, most likely. Uh, it's Thunder Rosa. Yeah, it's Thunder like, Rosa. Thunder Rosa for you? 
Yes, yeah, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just the natural course of action, isn't it? Like they've done a good enough job of providing enough separation between the the two of them for basically since they had the lights out match. They've they, you know they've met each other in passing and they've had a few snipes back and forth. But the thing with Thunder Rosa is like for this period she's just been knocked back at every single step, uh, losing in the TBS tournament, getting screwed out of various other mm-hmm. things. At the moment she's going to be preoccupied with Mercedes Martinez, which will be a sensational oh. match. Um, She's Brit's best in-ring opponent for me. Uh, I think that the Lights Out match stands as a high point for the company as a whole and not just the division. It was one of my favorite AEW matches of the year, unquestionably. If you can recapture that magic, um, you've got a winning feud. I mean, the, the best thing for me about their first feud was they didn't really do all that much. Like a minute a week, they'd have a brawl. But it would just so happen to be the most heated and awesome thing on the show that working a more expanded program over a period of months with bigger segments and more talking and hotter angles or whatever, more elaborate angles, I should say, it seems like the easiest thing in the world. When Thunder Rosa comes out as well, routinely, even she might not appear on Dynamite for a month, she will still get one of the biggest pops of the night. She has a crowd connection that seems to be un- just unbreakable, no matter what she's used like. And um, I, don't, I don't see another option, to be honest. I mean, I think there are a few more viable options than the discourse surrounding the women's division on the whole might suggest, um, but I just can't see past Thunder Rosa yeah. to the extent that several Britt Baker title defences have felt like obligatory filler um, because we know kind of where the destination um, is because they've done a fairly sensational job of foreshadowing it and building the anticipation and mobilizing support um, of Thunder Rosa in the process, as Murray points out. Her fleeting dynamite appearances are usually very well received. She gets big pops on Dark Elevation when the when the audience generally isn't as up for that as they are dynamite when they do the block tapings. Um, because the know is of relatively little importance. And Thunder Rosa is probably one of the best in-ring workers they have in that division. Unmatched crowd connection, incredibly marketable, um, very legitimate, unique ring style, great baby face fire. It's obvious. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, how soon would you do it? Because I can see them going into Revolution and uh, Baker and Cole doing the whole unbearable, we're going to be Mr. and Mrs. AW oh, World Championship. That's sensational. That's a sensational shout. Yeah. Maybe like possibly the reason why they've been paired together at this point. Um, it's strange that, because if that act really gets over mm. and they both lose at Revolution, I don't know where it goes after the fact. You don't really want to break them up on TV. No, that's no. not that's a WWE move. Yeah, Sorry, they had to get mentioned at some point. They're, just, <laughs> they're a genuinely like helpful comparison. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that act theoretically wouldn't have legs if they both lose at Revolution, but I would do it at Revolution. Mm. I think Baker's run has kind of ran its course already. I was very happy with her association with Adam Cole um, purely because I was getting a little bit bored of the um, hate uh, um, rebel dynamic. I wish they'd explain that, though. I wish they'd explain it because they seem to have just vanished from her side on TV and it's like, come on. Yeah, I feel I mean, like an interim feud, a bit like Lance Archer for the for the men's. Yeah, hater, and then you take it to Revolution with with Thunder Rose would be a great idea. Or you could just um, give Baker storyline direction after dropping the title and then doing the full Baker hater yeah. program yeah. subsequent to that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Blue dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Um, right, let's talk uh, a little bit about some of the uh, other titles. We'll get to the tag titles and the FTW Championship in due course. But uh, let's talk next about the TNT Championship at time of recording. Cody Rhodes is champion. Sammy Guevara, interim champion. Um, I suppose it's almost regardless if you discount those who's next to, to take that title. I have the exact same thought process as Andy Murray, except I want Danielson to win the TNT title. <laughs> mm. And the reason is I'm a bit greedier than Andy Murray because you don't want your AEW World Champion wrestling every single week. Nope. They're meant to be a special attraction. It's meant to be a prize that the opportunities to contend for it are few and far between. It's an elusive, incredibly pre- prestigious accomplishment. And that means Danielson won't wrestle Theoretically, if he holds that title anywhere near as often as I, or in fact, he would like, he loves to get in there virtually every single week. And I can think of no better professional wrestler alive to elevate to even greater heights the uh, prestige of that TNT championship and, in fact, the open challenge. Danielson doing an open challenge. Hey, do it on Dynamite and Rampage. He'd be up for it. I'd be up for it. You're basically guaranteeing a very different bare minimum four-star match every single week. Um, In Danielson's hands, over his shoulder, around his waist, however he decides to wear the TNT title, if he can go on a six-month run of weekly title defenses against all manner of challenges in, like, even quasi-comedy matches, if they want to do one with Fuego, um, in strong-style matches, technical matches, um, bloody matches that we've just seen with Hangman Page... Danielson can operate at a ridiculously stratospheric standard against anyone, and I genuinely think around his waist, that TNT title, which they've done an incredible job, incidentally, of making 
prestigious, yeah, yeah. given that everyone knows it's a mid-card title, and you have to dance around it in your <laughs> booking, in your verbiage. It doesn't really feel like one. I genuinely think that if Danielson has that for six months, the next guy is totally made for beating him, and it could reach the levels of prestige of the WWF Intercontinental title in the late 80s and early 90s. And it'd do wonders for their ratings as well. We all see what Danielson does whenever he's on screen putting on classics. Yeah, big matches are the, the big draw for AEW most most times. Um, and the books surrounding that, they believe that the ring-ring quality is what sustains and attracts viewers. So putting the, putting the TNT title on Brian Danielson, which is a situation where he can wrestle every week, guarantees 20 minutes of great TV every week. <laughs> yeah. So for that reason, I cannot argue a single word against that. But I've gone with someone completely different because in my world, we're renaming... The TNT title, the BMT title, the Big Muscle Tits title, in the words of Hangman Page, because Wardlow is winning it from the roller coaster um, at the moment because he's gaining in popularity at the moment. Um, Perhaps the Powerbomb Symphony is maybe not quite as building shaking as they maybe want to be, but I sense it's getting in that direction. People Mm. want to see him powerbombing fools. Um, He's kind of nailing his crowd interactions and the way he manipulates these and generates these pops. Um, he's clearly going baby. I don't think that's even in the question no, anymore, no. right? The, it, it's gone beyond even the subtle like facial expressions while Sean Spears has been a fanny. Uh, <laughs> we had the, the confrontation with MJF in the ring last week, which was the, hot, the hottest thing on the show by far. That crowd was baying for Wardlow to rip this little puke's head off. Um, and also, a couple of weeks on TV, we had MJF backstage going, hey, listen, you win that you win that title, and then you give it to me because you're my employee. I think that's the storyline that's going to play out. I don't think that they would plant a seed so overt and just ignore it. Um, there are examples in AEW history of, of things being hinted at and then never coming to life. This doesn't feel like one of them. Wardlow feels like someone they want to turn into a long-term babyface prospect. If you do that, and you also have the wonderful image of Wardlow winning a belt before MJF, outdoing his mentor. It's just great stuff for their feud and their rivalry and their relationship. Um, I'm not sure he's, you know, I love Wardlow. I'm not sure he's working Danielson matches every week, um, but it would be a lot of fun. Love the guy, and uh, we need more uh, dumb meathead energy in this division. So there you go. Apologies to the Hook Gang. We should say because the comments will be all over us for not suggesting he's the next TNT or world champion, but the guy's very, very young. Yeah, he's and wrestled about nine minutes. Yeah, I love him, but there's loads of time. Yeah, the uh, first one we've all disagreed on. This one, Who've Brian Danielson for you, Wardlow for you, and a man who is as as over as Wardlow and is arguably technically brilliant, or at least. Uh, proficient between the ropes as 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 uh, Brian Danielson, it's Eddie Kingston boys. I'd put ah, the title on Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, He's my favorite I feel wrestler. Like they, so. they, they're missing, yeah, they're missing an opportunity. He's doing all this bollocks with Chris Jericho. I don't really care about it. I want to see a title around his waist. It's not going to be the world title because I'm giving that to MJF. So it's Eddie Kingston for the TNT Championship. But I think that's the beauty of this title is that's a fair range we've gone for there. Brian Danielson, Wardlow, and Eddie Kingston, and arguably they can all make sense. Even with Sammy or Cody as, as champion going forward, I think Cody probably works best <laughs> yeah. for, for ours and maybe Sammy and, and Brian Danielson for, for yours. But yeah, I, I love this title and like you say, the prestige that it carries with it. A new title they brought in, of course, uh, Sige, is the TBS Championship, the inaugural champion there, Jade Coyle. Can anyone stop her? Well, someone's going to have to. Yeah, yeah, good point. She's got to hold it forever. <laughs> um, my pick is Tay Conti. The TBS title. I like that. If you look at the performer 
who wrestled through treacle in slow motion in that infamous NXT match, which was only in late 2019, to the performer who evolved throughout 2021 as she did. I still think she's got incredible potential to progress further. The most, um, the less cowboy hot way of putting this is that she's um, incredibly marketable <laughs> to casual yeah. male viewers. Yeah. That's the nicest way of putting it, and it's a superficial business, it's professional wrestling, and we should realistically acknowledge that and use it to inform predictions such as this. Um, but her work, her fire, she's got something that um, can't be taught in her facial expressions. A little bit too performance centery for me at certain points, but that can get drilled out of her. Um, she's established a connection with the crowd. She has improved considerably, and I'd like to think that AEW is as much a meritocracy in the women's division as it is the men's division, and I just think her steady rate of improvement um, warrants a TBS title run. Chris Statlander, for for me. Um, I want Jade to have a Goldberg title reign. I don't want competitive matches for a while. I want her to run through people and really just smash her opponents quite emphatically. Which she did get a little bit exposed in the Ruby Soho match, so yeah, that's probably a good idea. There have been moments where you can see, okay, this is a growing prospect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think for her, like, I think, I think I like the idea of putting the belt on her for sure. There's no one in the world like Jade Cargill in pro wrestling. She's, I, she's got all the potential in the world. And I think the Goldberg run would be so much fun. It would be completely different to what they're doing with the the, the women's world title. Um, that would necessitate kind of lining up challengers that you don't mind just getting whipped for a while, right? Three or four minute matches, they get one little comeback moment. People on the rise. Um, I mean, somebody like Red Velvet would maybe be a good option here as well because they have tremendous chemistry. They've had their mm -hmm. best matches together. I think it's fair to say that. Um, but for me, on the opposite end of the kind of scale here, Statlander has become almost like a vanguard for this division. And while I've always been a fan of her, and I think she came in a very good wrestler, albeit a, clearly a developing one, she'd only been at it for a few years, she has risen to this position where she's now like really dictating her matches and she's working with people who are maybe even a little bit more experienced than her and she's controlling them. She looks very composed out there. She's had my favorite Britt Baker match since the Thunderosa match one-on-one. -on -one. Um, she's in the storyline with Layla Hirsch at the moment, which I'm sure will result in another good match because both of them are really, really good. But at the end of it all, when you have this Goldberg title reign, if you want to kind of flip it, and end it on a big memorable match with a, a very good wrestler who can overcome this and has the babyface popularity, which you hope will grow. Um, it's it's Statlander for me. I think her efforts and her improvement over the past year or so should really be rewarded in some shape or form. I don't like the idea of just going, hey, your turn with the belt. But you can tell that story. I like as well that they've made a conscious effort to dial back on the alien stuff on TV as well. Something people always say when we talk about supernatural stuff elsewhere, they go, oh, there's an alien and there's a zombie here. Well, the alien isn't flying the ring on a flying saucer. She's not teleporting all of this stuff. But even now, they're doing things like going, they're putting it in question. They're going, oh, it's a personality trait, whatever. It's just a boop. It's mind games. It's this, it's she that. She thinks she's an alien. She thinks she's a exactly. zombie. Exactly. Yeah. That, to me, feels like they're readying her for a bigger spotlight. And I think as the person who finally tops Jade after a Goldberg reign is a good one. Her physical stature as well could 
tell a story in which Jade Cargill kind of picks and chooses like smaller, less experienced opponents, and then it turns into a sort of pick on someone your own size deal. Yeah. And then yeah. Statlander that could work like a bit of a monster mash there. Uh, I've got a name written down in front of me. Uh, I don't know how, where, or when, but it's just, I was like, she's got to go in this list somehow. I'm putting a title around her waist. So it's going to be this one, even though the dynamic's horrible and she's going to have to switch to being a babyface, although she's a babyface in all of our hearts here at What Culture, because her name is Serena Deeb, uh-huh. and I want to put an AW title around her waist. I know she's done the NWA stuff and blah, blah, blah. No, I don't know how, as I said, how, where, or when. This is the, the roughest one I've got in terms of just, I don't care, just put a title <laughs> around her waist, but I just love Serena Deeb, man. I get it, and I do. Maybe, like, down the line, because I don't think yes. she works as um, the follow-up champion to either of the women's champions at present but Serena Deeb's genius and it's almost cruel is that she feels like a champion even though yeah. she's got nothing around yes. her waist she has the credibility to be a gatekeeper um, so maybe she doesn't need it and have Bret Hart give it the title it's more Bret Hart in AEW yeah yeah. in general um, right let's move over to the tag team titles Jurassic Express have just won them very recently Andy but who's going to take it off them FTR um they have the best chemistry in ring. For me, certainly on an individual level, Dax and Jungle Boy, that singles match they had last year, sensational stuff. They seem to get the best out of each other. FTR, uh, sorry, the Young Bucks. Oh, they're not the Young Bucks, they're the Jurassic Express who have the titles. I've written down like five <laughs> different names and I'm getting them all muddled up. Um, the big moment was kind of detracted from for me with the Lucha Brothers. I, I didn't particularly care for the match regardless of the injury, but then you had the injury and it was like, oh, this really sucks because these guys are really, you know, they're really popular and everyone likes them and now they've kind of had this taken away from them. I think, so after that, I I think they do need to have quite a strong reign, not necessarily a a six-month reign, but certainly one with the caliber of match that we saw between them and uh, Reynolds and Silver on Rampage. Popping matches, fun little spot fest things, culminating in them meeting the big bads of the division, the grindy headlock guys who hold the tag rope and work the heat and come down to the midnight expresses theme music um it seems like a natural and quite cruel way to end their run would be dax harwood once again grinding the face of jungle boy (laughs) off of his skull like he did in their in their singles match and from there i think we're we're gonna see the bucks versus ftr again I think we're going to see it again before long. And I also think we're going to see Santana and Ortiz as champions in 2022. Yeah, I agree. So part of the reason I've put FTR here is because you can then transition into one of those feuds, which I think is inevitable this year. You need a bridge from there to... uh, Sorry, you need a bridge from Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to get to that. And I think FTR are it. Have you got any any of those names as your next tag champs? No, I've got... um, I love Tony Khan. Love his booking. Sometimes I'm critical of the fact that he'll get someone in and he really, really likes them. And he'll book them on like every other dynamite and rampage for like a six week stretch. And then he'll think, all oh, right, I've probably overdone that with Bobby Fish. I love Bobby Fish, but it became a meme, wasn't it? Bobby Fish on every freaking show. 2.0. I love him as well. But they, they, often it's just like we need someone to feud with these people just to get 2.0 in. Get I mean, I get excited about pro wrestling as well, just like Tony Khan does. It's infectious, but I get it as well. I can identify with TK here. Because I've got, I just look at the potential dynamic with Malachi Black and Brody King, yep, and just think that is class. Like putting them together is great. Like Brody King being this destroyer after Malachi Black just dissects people by popping their knees in their faces and taking them down. I just think that they could be a fabulous tag team act. 
And on a selfish level, it gives you less of the bad of Malachi Black if he's in a title picture. I couldn't really sanction the idea of Malachi Black going, well, you know, you might have beat me, but I corrupted you. With like, poison oh, mist. Why, why are you a wrestler then? Like, why are you a wrestler <laughs> if not to pursue championships in the sports-oriented league in which wins and losses matter? I think if you put Malachi Black in a title picture, and you shouldn't be beating someone like Malachi Black, you shouldn't be 50-50-ing someone like Malachi Black because his aura is so strong, he's so marketable. He's in his late 30s, I believe, so you kind of want to do something with him now. He's clearly got this crowd connection. He's got, like, an ardent... Um, like, army of fans. And the closer you get them to the actual purpose of what pro wrestling should be, the better. And I just think that Malachi Black and Brody King versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Like, Luchasaurus and Brody King having, like, a big monster mash throwdown would be great. Lorchasaurus. Cancel the video. Yeah. <laughs> a corrupted Marco Sun cost Jurassic Express. Oh, he could wear eye makeup. Don't on take, the voice when he's singing. Don't take the piss out of my pitch. <laughs> Dickheads. But Brody King versus Luchasaurus would be class. Jungle Boy versus Malachi Black would be awesome because yeah. Jungle Boy's yes. comebacks are great yes. and it would look really difficult to come back against Malachi Black because his offense is so great. You've got this really wholesome act in Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Like, and I'm a husk of a guy with a very dark sense of humor and even I'm like enchanted by the Jurassic Express act. And yeah. It's this really wholesome act. If you contrast them with these like incredibly doom metal-looking fellas. Like, <laughs> the character contrast is there, the match dynamics there. You get Malachi Black away from law stuff, mm, yep. which is not good. You give him a purpose to be in the wins and losses promotion. I just think they would rule. I'm a complete hypocrite because I genuinely considered them uh, as, as my I think it's a great show. For the it's next tag champs. I'm not a huge fan of the Malachi Black law bollocks thing that we've discussed, but I really like that as a pitch. And just, I did have them written down, but just to make these interesting, I'm going to pick someone completely different. I'm going to have the Briscoe brothers come in and take the titles of Jurassic Express just because it's the Briscoe brothers. And I think I'm, I'm desperate to see him in AEW. Uh, a lot of talk has been happening with them since the Ring of Honor stuff. Um, and I think you could... They'd probably skin Luchasaurus after they win the match as well. So, you know, just to yeah. make things <laughs> uh, But, like, again, it's another one of those titles, a bit like the TNT Championship, where, like, Proud and Powerful, I completely agree, are going to be champions probably this year. There's a multitude of, of choices, and it's not definitive where we're going next. Yeah. I think all those uh, picks are, are correct. Let's finish up with a title that, you know, isn't defended that much, but it's always potentially up for grabs, Sige. Who deserves, which wrestling deserves the FTW Championship after Ricky Starks? This is such a completely basic bitch, I watch the TV answer, but give it to Dante Martin. Because this, when they did that switcheroo where it felt like Dante Martin had jumped to Team Taz, that was really interesting. This storyline, realistic, is... I don't think it's been that interesting since that plot development whatsoever. What you want to do with Taz generally, right, is this is a guy who is so fabulous, the more belligerent he is, the more he feels like he's been slighted. And even the pettiest slights are perhaps even funnier. You want to get Taz pissed off because you then get great Taz promos that you then get... A, I haven't seen a big-time Team Taz beatdown in far too long, and this stable is incredible at it. So if I'm Tony Khan, one of my first things on the docket when I'm formatting a Dynamite or just, like, you know, making no notes on my pad about the direction of uh, Dynamite and AW going forward, number one on the bullet point would be, how do I piss Taz off? <laughs> how do I get Taz pissed off? 
saying incredible expletives in that New York accent of his. And for me, the quickest way of pissing that man off is to take away that which is most precious to him, not named Hook, and that's the FCW <laughs> title. If Dante Martin takes that off him, then you get to subvert what is becoming a little bit of a worn trope in AEW's booking patterns where wrestler fights associate of main rival and go through the stable. If you can get Taz to just send everyone in Team Taz after Dante Martin rather than the usual way of doing it where a heel makes somebody else go through his team, I just feel like it'll be a new um, spin on an AEW booking device that simply isn't going away. Yeah. The, the, the thing I've been waiting for AEW to do with the FTW world title since they brought it in is put it on somebody that is the complete antithesis of what this pelt is. Because I think a lot of people, not a lot, but there's a portion of people who, for some reason, still view this as like, oh, what are they doing with the FTW title? It's never defended. It's got no prestige. It's not a traditional title. I don't know how many times Taz has to say this on <laughs> yes. TV. It's just a symbol of being a hard bastard. That's what it is. It's an attitude. It's a state. It's literally a trinket. It's a mindset. There you go. <laughs> it's a state of mind, bro. Um, <laughs> why'd it go off in It's Russo? a lifestyle. Yeah, there you are. That's what it is. It's a symbol. It's literally a prop for tough guys. Are you right? about to say what I think you're about to say? Continue. Bellicose, get in your face, throw you against the wall. Those guys, they'll you spill their pint, they're ripping your throat out. Those kind of dudes. Absolutely right. Taz is one of the best televised performers in AEW when he's really pissed off. When you find something that, in his own words, really burns his ass, <laughs> he is absolutely fantastic. None more believable unless their name is Eddie Kingston. So, with that oh, in Taz mind, Kingston cutting promos would oh. be sensational, but he's not my guy. Ah. The opposite of the FTW mindset, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Uh, I love that. I would put money on Matt Cardona there, but okay. Orange the, Cassidy is the outrage that this would spark in Taz. You wouldn't even like the guy's name. It's got orange it's, in it. Exactly. <laughs> That's my color. That's my attire color, Orange Cassidy. You can't call yourself it. It's perfect. I think I could not, when I was sitting there looking at the roster page, I could not think of anyone who's more polar opposite than this laconic guy who barely tries. The, him winding up Taz with no effort every single week would be fantastic television and a great program. Also, him and Ricky Starks would have one hell of a TV match. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that is so inspired, it's going to piss me off if it doesn't <laughs> happen. Like Taz... Like, being in the house, waiting for a delivery, right, <laughs> and it not arriving. His reaction to that, he would, like, have more authentic rage than someone, like, losing a title or yeah. getting screwed out of a title shot. He's lost his copy of Freak on a Leash in the car on a Saturday morning. <laughs> He's fizzing. Nothing says Saturday morning like Freak on a Leash. I love Taz so much, and I need this to happen in my life. That's a hell of a shout, Orange. I never you expected his, that. Uh, you wearing his colours? It's kind of orange. Yeah. It's kind of orange. I might be a sleeper agent. I wrote Hook down. I'm trying to piss him off. <laughs> I wrote Hook Taz. down when I was thinking about this. Come on. But I thought, you know, it's kind of preposterous to have... You, we're talking about next... Your, your hair, you're wearing yeah. his colours. <laughs> his colours on the top of my head. I, I, was, I wrote Hook down. Diet. It's ridiculous for Ricky Starks to transition the belt onto Hook in terms of... We're doing next year. I think Hook should probably be an FTW champion Definitely. within the year. Definitely. Um, but this is where I would slot... 
a Wardlow shaped hole. I wonder what you were doing there. <laughs> Wardlow. Wardlow's an FTW champion. My cock should be the FTW <laughs> champion. He, uh, he embodies everything you were talking about there, Andy, and not being the antithesis of it as well, Orange Cassidy. Your Whapper or Wardlow? Uh, Wardlow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a lot more than my Whapper. Um, Penis talk. But let's FTW champion. My cat. <laughs> there you go. Let us know your thoughts, your predictions, your picks in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Cool Dressing on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. Uh, but for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.